Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, <laughs> listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a Thanksgiving episode of The Great Gildersleeve, starring Hal Perry. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman whose train of thought has no caboose, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Oh, well, thank you, Carl. I think every girl is happy to not have a caboose. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do have one, it's don't, streamlined. Don't, it's don't a streamlined caboose. Yeah, don't tell them they've got a caboose. It's just best that way. <laughs> streamlined. Uh, oh, how are you? You know, they're streamlined trains. Streamlined yes, caboose. Yes, right. yes, yeah. yes, yes, Get it? Yes, Get it? Yes, oh, wait, hang on. Got it? Got yeah, it now. Okay, now good. I, I just need a little sound go. effect. Now choo, I'm with choo. you. <laughs> good and plenty. Good and plenty. Remember that? The Were little, those commercials? I, I, I do. But I'm thinking the little engine that could. Oh, okay. You no. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about food. Good yeah. and plenty. Yeah. I don't like good and plenty. I know. I never liked That's good and plenty. That's just bad for But I like the commercial, though. Yeah. All right. So what's right. going on? Good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. In honor of Thanksgiving, I have a funny story. I don't know if you heard about it. Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie. Have you heard about that? No. Okay, so it's a funny thing. Patty LaBelle makes sweet potato pies for Walmart. Uh-huh. Okay, so they fly off the shelves after a viral video. So what happens is two million pounds of sweet potatoes is what's needed to get her pies back on the shelves of Walmart. It's famous now. So it became a viral sensation mm-hmm. selling Get this, about one every second for 72 hours after this video went viral. Mm. I know you're not a big uh, technology fan, but I think most people um, have seen this video. I know I, I saw it. So mm-hmm. this customer sings its praise on YouTube, and he go, while he's eating the pie, he goes into this crazy Patti LaBelle song dance. Mm-hmm. Goes viral. Walmart, which launched the pie in September, sells out like crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, and there's this sweet potato pie surge. Um, we need somebody on YouTube to be listening to our show. Right. And go into go some kind of. Right. Right. And Maybe go into a Lisa Wolf dance. If we went into some crazy song and dance, um, we could post that and see right. what and happens. And the beginning of the song for Lisa Wolf would be like this. Right. Definitely. It starts that's, like that. That's what I was thinking then, as well. Yeah. You know, and then we move on to you. And then Walmart wants us to be <laughs> spokespeople for the. Hey, I'll do chain anything and, that Walmart wants. So I the know. publicist for Walmart. You says, can be bought. <laughs> can be bought. Um, so the Patty Pie page became the most visited Patty on the website. Patty Pie page. That's yeah. three piece. So they won't be restocked for a while, but you can check out her recipe in her cookbook called Patty LaBelle's Light Cuisine. All right. It's Sounds crazy. Good. Yeah. So two of your favorite people will. 
will co-host Saturday Night Live. Penelope Cruz? No, no, I'm no, not 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 her. Okay. But two of your favorite people together on uh-huh. Saturday Night Live. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. There you go. Ding uh, ding ding ding. Hang ding. on a second. Okay, so Tina and Amy will close out 2015. The season's already over? It will be on December 19th. They will host the final episode. The musical guests will be Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, which is great. Uh, Tina Fey has returned to host four times since leaving the show in 2006. Mm -hmm. Amy Poehler has hosted one time since her seven-year stint, um, which ended in 2008. And, um, of course, for three years, they hosted the Golden Globes together. Right. Right. But that was from 2013 to 15. Mm-hmm. And they are in a upcoming movie together. Yeah. Did you hear about it called Sisters? No. Which has a December 18th release. I will say something. That movie that they were in, uh, Baby Mama. Baby Mama. One of the funniest movies of all time. Yeah, they're in a lot of time. movies together. They work really well together. One of the funniest movies of all time. Like you and me, we yeah, work really we well yeah. together. So yeah. I We're not as funny as them, but we're... We could be if we were in a movie together. If we had somebody writing our jokes. <laughs> That's right. So this new movie's called Sisters. It comes uh-huh. out December 18th, and it's Tina and Amy. They're, they're sisters, and they throw one last party at their childhood home before their parents... Um, move. Yeah. So whatever it is, if they're whatever in it, it is, I'm going, I'm spending 10 bucks to see I, it. I don't even know if you can get a movie for $10 dollars. Whatever. Anymore. I go to the cheap show. No, I you, sit way in the back. In the, it's the cheap seats in the, the, in the back way, corner. It's like, you know, it nosebleed seats. Yeah, the dirty section in the back. <laughs> dirty <laughs> section. It's all dirty. Yeah, there's gum, clean there's that gum all over the chairs <laughs> That's and where things. You get yeah. to sit. Right. So um, American Idol is going back to its roots for the final season. All of American Idol still on television? Yes. Yes, it oh, is. Its final season will be starting in January. And right. get this, all, and I mean all, of the all shows. All four listeners. Wait a minute. All four, four no, viewers. All of the show's former judges, uh-huh. all of them, right. will return at some point during the competition, including Paula Abdul, right. Randy Jackson, and Simon Cowell. Wow. Now think about this. In addition to Mariah Carey, uh-huh. Nicki Minaj, Ellen yeah. DeGeneres, Steven Tyler, um, and oh Cara DeGuardi, and the current judges, of course, Jennifer Lopez, Keith Urban, and Harry Connick Jr., plus our host of Ryan Seacrest. Wow. This is going to be a huge celebratory event, they call it's it. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And they're going to pay tribute to all 14 seasons of contestants, winners, and fans. So wow. it should be an exciting okay. season. Turn on your television and watch. Time yeah. for one quick one. I'm not done. Oh, I thought you were done. Oh. Sorry. Well... I don't have a quick one, but but I will tell you that this farewell season, um, in the highlight, they talk about their success story. Who was there? Who are some of the biggest success stories? Yeah. from American Idol. I'm asking you who the number one most there are talented like three huge ones. I would say the number one most Idol. talented person to come out of American Idol was Adam Lambert. I think. Okay. And second would be to, Carrie Underwood. Okay, I happen to agree with you on the Adam Lambert. So, I love Carrie Underwood and as well. Then probably There's two more. I would say pretty good, um, Carl. the other girl, yes. I can't remember her name, the yes. first winner, Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Clarkson yeah. and one more, one more success story, um, and then I'll let you go. Oh, F- Phil Phillips. Oh, Phil no. Phillips, Philip no. Phillips, or whatever his name. No. Oh, he's great. No. He's great. Yeah. No, no. Who else? Jennifer Hudson. She's on oh, Broadway Oh, yeah, Jennifer now. Hudson. You're right. Jennifer so Hudson. I'd say those are the four top I like notch. Philip Phillips or whatever his I name is. I do not. I'm so sorry. But Adam Lambert, most talented, best singer, most talented guy, I think. And then Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood Very is. Close. I, I saw Carrie Underwood at Ravinia over the summer, so it's been a lot yeah. of fun. All right. Well, thanks, Lisa Wolf. Thanks, Carla Mari. All righty. Uh, the woman whose train of thought has no caboose.
Lisa Wolf. No caboose Because your train of thought just goes on forever and ever, Chris, if I keep eating pizzas, I might get a caboose. All right, when we come back, it's a Thanksgiving episode of The Great Gildersleeve. Stick around. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Gordon P. Gildersleeve was a popular character appearing each week on the Fibber McGee and Molly radio show. On August 31st, 1941, Gildersleeve landed his own situation comedy show, The Great Gildersleeve, becoming radio's first spinoff. Gildersleeve moved from the town of Wistful Vista to Summerfield, where he served as the town's water commissioner and took on the raising of his orphan niece, Marjorie, and nephew, Leroy. The household also included a cook named Bertie. The Great Gildersleeve was the first show to be centered on a single parent balancing raising children, work, and a social life accomplished with taste and genuine wit. Radio veteran Hal Perry originated the role of Gildersleeve, but left the series at the height of its popularity in 1950, giving way to Perry sound-alike and well-known character actor Willard Waterman. Waterman continued in the radio role until 1957 and also played the great Gildersleeve in a TV version syndicated in 1955. All right, it's time now for a Thanksgiving episode of the great Gildersleeve called Servicemen for Thanksgiving. And Gildersleeve is trying to invite some soldiers to share his turkey dinner in the cast, Walter Tetley, uh, Lorene Tuttle, Earl Ross, Hans Conrad, and Lillian Randolph. It's sponsored by Kraft. It goes all the way back to November 16th, 1941. Here's part one now of The Great Gildersleeve. Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. (laughs) Each week at this time from Hollywood, California, Kraft presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. Written by Leonard L. Levinson. And now let's visit our friend, the great Gildersleeve. Well, my goodness, Bertie. The ashtrays are all empty for once. What is this, some special occasion? For me it is, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'd like to have the evening off. Oh, is this your night to leave early? No, sir. But I'd sort of like to get an advance on next week's night off. Oh, yeah. Uh, any reason why not, Marjorie? Oh, not at all. Go ahead, Bertie. Thanks. I wouldn't ask, only we've got spectacular things tonight down at our lodge. Oh. That's the mysterious and bewildering orders of the daughters of Cleopatra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our Bertie's the head sphinx. <laughs> Not no more, Leroy. I's now the exhausted ruler of the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> I's been promoted. Uh, yeah, I see. Does that make you the uh, head man? No, sir. I was practically a stowaway on the royal barge of the ancient Nile. And ahead of me comes the major domus of the outer chamber of the inner sanctum. Then the the, the chief searcher in the bulrushes for the daughters of Pharaoh. And above her comes the royal rejecter of delinquent daughters. (laughs) Well, uh, isn't there a queen, Bertie? Uh, Mr. Gillsleeve and our organization, every gal's a queen. Oh, my pardon. Uh... <laughs> well, what are you holding tonight, Bertie? An initiation? No, ma'am. It's the red, white, and blue fish fry in order, of, uh, you know, to honor a group of our visiting soldier boys. Oh, yeah. The daughters of Clear Patriots are all 100% Americans. Well, that's a fine thing, Bertie, entertaining your uh, soldier friends. Yes, sir. We've even hired a military jitterbug band. Mm. The brown-skinned, boogie-woogie bugle boys. <laughs> Well, <laughs> go right ahead. 
And if you want to take anything from the pantry for the fish fry, help yourself, Bertie. Yes. Yeah, you may want to broil a couple of cans of sardines. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much, Mr. Gilson. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Say, Unc, you know something? Leroy, I wish you wouldn't keep using that expression. Of course I know something. But what is it? <laughs> well, well, I was reading in the paper where there's going to be about a thousand soldiers in Summerfield over Thanksgiving. Yes? Well, let me see. Yeah, here it is. Well, a city will play host to 32nd Regiment Thursday. USO urges all citizens to invite army men to dinner. That's what I mean. Can we have a soldier for our Thanksgiving dinner, Uncle Morris? <laughs> Leroy, you sound like a cannibal. <laughs> Leroy, you mean can we invite a soldier to come to dinner? Yes, and I think it's a splendid idea. Oh, then we're going to have one? Why, of course. When I think of all those boys, many of them so far away from home, it takes me back to the lonesome Thanksgiving I spent in an army hospital back in 1918. Gee, Uncle, I never knew you were wounded. Well, it's, it's something I never talk about. Well, what happened to you, Uncle Moore? I was kicked by a mule. <laughs> Where were you kicked, Uncle? In the customary place. <laughs> that mule kicked me so high they gave me a pilot's license. You know, I spent three weeks in bed. Flat on my stomach. In those days, I had a flat stomach. But remember, kiddies, never mention a word of this to anybody. It's still a painful subject. Even now, I twitch when I pass a mule. Gee, Uncle Mort, where did this happen? In France? Uh, no, Leroy, in Missouri. I was buying mules for the Army. Sort of talent scout for jackasses. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I, I got 9,000 of them before one of them got me. Say, I never knew you knew anything about mules. Oh, yes, Leroy. I had quite an asinine education. <laughs> yeah, but that was a long time ago. Let's forget it, children. Yes. Does that paper say how we go about inviting a soldier for dinner? Uh, inviting? Let me see. Uh, oh, yes, here it is. Uh, patriotic families who wish to share their Thanksgiving dinner with members of the Army are requested to be at Bacon Square, opposite the City Hall, before noon Thursday to pick up their dinner guests. The Army men will be uh, bivouacked at the Square. What's bivouacked, Uncle? Uh, a, big wa a bivouac is a, a place where barking dogs are cooled off in pup tents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, i got to remember that. <laughs> also that word. <laughs> well, then it's very simple. Huh? Just one more for dinner, sir. Yeah. You can drive down in the morning and pick up one of the boys, Uncle. Gee, that's going to be keen. Uh, we better ask Bertie if it's all right with her first, though. Uh, oh, Bertie! Yes, it's all right with me. <laughs> uh, that woman's wasting her time as a cook. You get a job as an airplane detector. <laughs> Say, I have a better idea. Let's have a real celebration. We'll get a couple of extra turkeys... And invite eight or ten boys. Eight or ten? Won't that be too much trouble, Marjorie? Oh, no. I'll ask some of my girlfriends to come over. Uh, girlfriends? Oh, uh, by all means. <laughs> That'll be jolly uh, for the soldiers, too. <laughs> oh, gee, Uncle, the whole idea sounded great till you brought in the girls. Do we have to have girls? Why not, Leroy? Yes, what's wrong with them? Jeepers, don't you think those soldiers are doing enough for their country as it is without wasting their day off with a bunch of silly girls? And in conclusion, fellow citizens of Summerfield, let me urge you once more on the eve of Thanksgiving... 
to open your hearts and your homes tomorrow to the soldiers visiting our fair city. Yep. Quit popping your bubble gum, Leroy. Especially while I'm rehearsing my radio speech. I'm sorry, Unc. I'm doing unconscious. Yes, I'm sure you are. <laughs> Young man, if you keep playing with your gun that way, someday you're going to have a blowout. And remember, you haven't got a spare face. <laughs> Finish your talk, please, Uncle Moore. Well, I don't need to rehearse it anymore, Marjorie. I know that speech backwards. You do? Let's hear it. I bet it sounds even better backwards. Yep. <laughs> Leroy, you keep that up and you're going to get some applause backwards. <laughs> You know, I think it's wonderful of you, Uncle Mort, to go on the air tonight and urge everyone to entertain the soldiers. Well, people have always told me I should be on the radio. They say I sound just like that fellow who used to be with Fibber McGee and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably some of the girls now. Oh, wonderful. Hello, girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, 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 I want you to meet Betty Wilkins and uh, Mildred Sherman. Hello, Mr. What lovely friends you have, Margie. You should invite them here oftener. <laughs> Much oftener. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, not at all, my dear. I've always had an eye for redheads. But Uncle Mort, last year she was a blonde. <laughs> I see. She's got a convertible top. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gildersleeve, huh? all of us girls think you're simply too tremendous starting these soldier parties. Uh. Oh, he ain't so tremendous as that suit he's wearing. <laughs> Well, I like him just the way he is, especially that straight military bearing. Yeah. After all, he was an army man, you know. He was? Mm -hmm. What branch of the service were you in? Uh, you flew, didn't you? Uh, for a short time. <laughs> what kind of a plane did you use? A plane? That's uh, an old Jenny. <laughs> and, and you were wounded, too, weren't you? Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> Whereabouts were you wounded, Major Gilbert? <laughs> At the front. No, it was in the... Leroy. <laughs> I, I was just going to tell him it was in the middle of... Uh, the... Leroy. But, Uncle, you told me yourself you were wounded right smack in the middle of Missouri. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. In Jefferson City, Mo. <laughs> but even so, you were lucky to have recovered. Yes. Everybody said I had a horseshoe in my hip pocket. <laughs> I didn't get rid of it either till they operated what were you doing in the Army when you weren't flying, Major? Well, I, I was sort of a recruiting officer. Yes, I brought more than 9,000 uh, recruits into the field artillery alone. Uh, I got a kick out of it, too. I imagine that must have been a lot of fun. A uh, fun? Well, uh, only at the beginning, my dear. I got awfully tired in the end. Hey, um, Uncle, huh? isn't it time for you to go to the radio station? Why, George, you're right, Marjorie. Leroy, you want to come along? Well, I'd like to, Uncle, but I got a little surprise of my own for tomorrow. I'm going over to Piggy Banks' house. Oh, oh say, while you're there, Leroy, remind Piggy's sister Penny about coming tomorrow. If you mean that Piggy Banks has a sister named Penny Banks? Yes. Uh-huh. She was named after Aunt Penelope, who lived in Indiana. Addie is one of uh, the... Don't tell me, Marjorie, I know. One of the banks of the Wabash. <laughs> All right, there's the first portion of The Great Gildersleeve. This is a Thanksgiving program from November 16th, 1941, with Hal Perry as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve and all the gang on this, sponsored by Kraft, as heard on NBC. Kraft Foods, Lisa, does that bring back memories in your life? Um, I can't think of anything. Yeah, Lisa <laughs> used to work for uh, J. Walter Thompson. That's and correct. And Kraft was your... 
account. Yes, that's true. Lisa ran the whole company. Yes, I ran the whole company, Kraft, but now I'm on the Philadelphia radio. Philadelphia brand cream cheese? That was my product. Right. Yes, that's And what, what did I, you have to do? You have to just I, uh, we had to, um, get people to buy it, right? Well, that helps, but we came up with the advertising plans for it. Wow. So, um, wow. yeah. It was what years exciting. was that? Can you remember um, back then? 1912 to yeah. 1915. <laughs> Right on it. So you were right out of college there, and fresh that, out of college, I graduated. Now, so really, what, what years was uh, did you work for J. Walter Thompson? I couldn't say. Couldn't say. Okay, well, she's very secretive, <laughs> that Lisa Wolf. Very <laughs> secretive say at this time. All right, so uh, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. It's our Thanksgiving week. We have uh, all kinds of fun stuff for you in our fourth hour. We're going to be talking to Kathy Garver, sissy from. Family, Family affair. affair. Absolutely. She'll be on the air with us here via phone talking about her new book. She has a terrific new book all about Hollywood and her uh, and her career. It's just terrific. And we'll uh, in our fourth hour, we're going to play a suspense story called The Screaming Woman. It's a Thanksgiving program. You won't want to miss that. Prior to that, Gunsmoke and Sam Spade. And we're in the midst of tuning into The Great Gildersleeve. But who is the woman of the week, Lisa? Catherine Heigl, born November 24th, 1978. All right. She's awesome. We yes, love Catherine is. Heigl. And here is a movie that she uh, starred in, along with a, a bunch of other great people, 2007 comedy drama romance. You guys want to hear something neat? We're going to have a baby together. What? Yeah, baby. Well, you're not married. Aren't you supposed to be married to have a baby? You don't have to, babe. But they should be, because they love each other, and people who love each other get married and have babies. That's how it works, Lisa. Um, All right, if you sometimes. know what what movie that is, give us a call toll-free, 855-360-H360. The H is a 4, 855-360-H360. Call right now. Phone lines are open. You'll win some fun prizes. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Well, Lisa, this is Hollywood 360. That's the great Adam West there. I'm excited about uh, talking to Kathy Garver a little later in the show, all about her new book called Surviving Sissy, My Family Affair of Life in Hollywood. A new book out, forward by Patty Duke. And uh, Kathy Garver will be here live on the phone talking to us a little later in the show. And and we've spoken to her uh, before on the show, and we're glad to have her back. We love her. She's one of our favorites. Yep. Okay, so here's that clip again. Katherine Heigl, 2007 comedy drama romance. You guys want to hear something neat? We're going to have a baby together. What? Yeah, baby. Well, you're not married. Aren't you supposed to be married to have a baby? You don't have to, babe. But they should be, because they love each other, and people who love each other get married and have babies. I love Paul right there. He goes, you don't have to be. I, I love less, this oh, movie. I don't want to. Say, I don't want to give it away. So let's. I just love this movie. Me, <laughs> uh, Mike calling in from Columbus. What's going on, Mike? How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm doing terrific. Uh, thanks for calling in. You got through, and uh, you know this movie? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you ready for the answer? I'm ready. Excellent. It's knocked up. Knocked up. Did you like the film? Um, it was a pretty good film. Yeah, pretty good, right? Judd Apatow is the director of this. And all of these uh, these uh, Judd Apatow movies, he likes to just let the actors do their thing and kind of ad lib with them, and it comes across. It seems very natural, um, good film. But Mike, you're a winner, buddy. Excellent, excellent. Thanks, guys. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike. You as well. Take right, care. Buddy. You too. Thanks a lot, Mike. Knew it, Lisa. And here's a little trivia for okay. you. Okay. 
Um, Seth Rogen in this, of course. Catherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, who I just think we is just amazing. Her voice. It's so and then good. Jason Siegel. So here's a, here's some trivia. Catherine Heigl had to perform her love scene with Seth Rogen two days after getting engaged in real life. I don't think it matters. You, have you to, don't think so? No, I don't. Okay, well, you're an actress. I, I don't think it you matters if it's actress? before she's engaged or after she's married. Well, it, it's all the same. All righty. All right. Whatever you say. Okay. I will agree with whatever you say, Lisa. Good? <laughs> yes, Lisa. Yes, Lisa? Yes. You're supposed to uh, uh, yes, say yes, Lisa. Yes, Lisa. Yes. All right, let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Me your bugle. Well, I don't know me, Paul. What you want with it? I need it for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh, you got the wrong instrument. On Thanksgiving, you play with drumsticks. Uh, now beat it. <laughs> oh, for corn's sake. Look, Pig, the reason I wanted it is because we're going to have a lot of soldiers for dinner. So what? We're having our cousin Rockwell. He's a city alderman. Oh, what's a measly old alderman? My uncle used to be a big shot in the army. A major in the Missouri Mules. <laughs> what you mean? Oh, well, that, that's what they called his outfit. Say, he recruited the toughest, meanest, fightingest outfit that ever come out of Missouri. What kind of outfit was it? Uh, a field artillery. You know, the cannoneers with hairy ears. <laughs> Do they really have hairy ears? Oh, brother. I still can't see that this got anything to do with borrowing my bugle. Gee, you're dumb. I gotta make these soldiers feel at home so they can enjoy the turkey dinner. I'm gonna blow mess call on your bugle. Oh, I get you. That's a keen idea, Meatball. Now will you lend it to me? Sure. Swell. Now, there's only one thing I gotta do. What's that? I gotta learn how to play a bugle. My, those turkeys sure look good, Bertie. You don't happen to have a spare leg, do you? No, sir, but I sure could use one with all the running around I've got to do. <laughs> Uh, no, Bertie, I mean a spare turkey leg. No, sir. I ain't gonna subdivide none of them birds before the zero hour. Oof. And when I serve them, they're gonna be intact. A thing of beauty and a joy for about two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about some stuffing, then? Nobody's gonna do no stuffing no how till everybody does. Yeah. And that includes stuffing yourself with stuffed olives, too. Oh, yeah. You're talking to me? Yes, sir. I've hardly got enough olives now to spell out welcome... 32nd Regiment in the mashed potatoes. Huh? You know, people have been coming to the door all morning asking for soldiers for dinner just because you went on the radio last night. Yeah, but I told them to go down to Bacon Square. Jumping Jeeps, what's that? Oh, it sounded like it came from the living room. Well, it can't be anything serious. Then again, maybe it can. I'll find out right away. Leroy! What are you doing? Learn how to blow a mess call, Unc. Was that mess call? Sounded more like a moose call. Boy, won't those soldiers be surprised when they hear me blowing the bugle? Yeah, and won't you, too. <laughs> Gee, give me a little time. All I need is practice. Yeah? I heard in school that Grace Moore practices six hours a day. Yeah, a lot of good it does her. I bet she still can't play the bugle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a sweet thought, Leroy, even if your music is sour. Oh, there's a doorbell. I'll get it, folks. Yes? Uh, excuse me, please. 
Uh, is this the gentleman who was speaking last night by the radio from Soldiers for Thanksgiving? Uh, yes, madam. Well, uh, permit me to introduce myself. Uh, Mrs. Sapiro, glad to meet you. Uh, how do you do, Mrs. Sapiro? Glad to meet you. What can I do for you? <laughs> well, I got right now in the oven a nice young kosher turkey, and I am wanting a soldier who is likewise. You. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Sapiro, but I haven't anything to do with these soldiers officially. You'll find them down at Bacon Square. Please! If the soldier boy I'm looking for is at Bacon Square, then he's not the soldier boy I'm looking for. Uh. Goodbye! (laughs) You started downtown yet? You better get going. It's almost 12. All right, just as soon as I get my coat and hat. And Leroy. Uh, Leroy, come on if you're going downtown with me. Okay, I'm here I come. Stop that for a little. Young man, what are you doing swimming around in my old army uniform? Here, that's part of the surprise. How do I look? You and the mothballs look fine. Oh, girls, come in here and see Leroy. Uh, <laughs> look cute at that. Look, he's got Uncle's uniform on, and it's all pinned up. Isn't it cute the way the britches almost reach to the floor and back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Major Gildersleeve, why don't you put it on? Oh, I'm sorry, girls. But I couldn't get into that uniform if it were three times as big as it is now and I was twice as small as I am. Which would still be half again as large as the suit would be if it were double the size of what it is now, which it isn't, thank goodness, because if it was, I'd have to wear it and I can't because it doesn't fit. Leroy, with all those girls coming over to our house this afternoon, I'm going to have to ask for about 12 soldiers instead of eight. Oh, that'll be super, Unc. Say, look at all those tents. Gee, where are all the soldiers? Oh, they must be inside. Say, you don't think they've all been invited out already, do you? Leroy, you get the most fantastic ideas. Uh, hello, uh, where is everybody? Uh, how do you knock on a pup tent? There's nobody in here, Unc. Oh, my goodness, nobody home. Uh, Leroy, get away from that cannon before it goes off and takes you with it. Why did we wait so long? If all these pup tents are empty, I'm certainly going to be in the doghouse. Hey, Uncle Mort, here comes a soldier. Shall we invite him? Uh, yes, of course. Oh, uh, a soldier? Yeah? Uh, how would you like to come over to my house for dinner now? Well, I don't know. Uh, we're going to have a... Hey, one... wait a minute. You leave this boy alone. He's coming home to dinner with me. Is that so? Don't you try to rustle my recruit. I saw him first. Oh, no, you didn't. I saw him first. You did not. I saw him at least 20 seconds before you did. Mister, I saw this boy 20 years before you did. He's my son. You... <laughs> Come on, boy. Mom's waiting. Yeah, Mom's waiting. Oh, my goodness. Leroy, if I don't bring back a bevy of boys for that gang of girls, my goose will be cooked instead of my turkeys. Hey, let's look in this big tent. Maybe somebody's here who... Huh? Oh, hello, mister. Hello. Uh, uh, this is the mess tent, Leroy. Hello, Sergeant. Leroy, this is the mess, Sergeant. Uh, where can I find some of your boarders, Sergeant? Uh, they's deserted me. And after I've been working my fingers to the bone over a hot stove all morning. Oh. You, you mean they've all been invited to homes already? Everybody, including my dishwasher. Oh, Leroy, we're sunk. You're sunk? What about me? Fifty gallons of the finest turkey a la king made from a special recipe created by Prudence Penny. <laughs> Twenty dozen dainty Parker House rolls that couldn't be topped by Parker House himself. And thirty-two mince pies made out of the tenderest part of the mince. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can sympathize with you, Sergeant, but maybe you can help us. Well, it, it just so happens that we've gotten ourselves into something of a mess, Sergeant. Uh, we have three turkeys and almost a dozen beautiful girls at our house, just waiting to entertain some soldiers. Yeah, you should see the cookies that are waiting for the rookies. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have a wonderful time at our house, Sarge. How about taking off that apron and coming with us? 
I'm sorry, sir, but I'm on duty. Yeah? Like the captain of a ship, everybody else can leave. But I got to get down with me pipes. <laughs> Gee, that's too bad. Come on, Uncle. Uh, before you go, I got just one slight request I'd like to make. Uh, would you please take a taste of my turkey a la king? Well, I don't think oh, I... Oh, come on. Huh? Just one teensy-weensy little taste. Well... Just so I didn't labor all morning in vain. Yeah. Here. You're conscientious, isn't he, Leroy? Well, thank you. Uh, you have some, son? Thank you, but it has spoiled my appetite for dinner. And I've been saving this appetite for a week. How do you like it, mister? Well, I think I'll have a little more. Oh, no, 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 Uncle huh? Mort. Come on, we gotta dig up some soldiers. Yeah, you're right, Leroy. Are you sure you won't come with us, Sarge? No, buddy. Duty is duty. And besides, the colonel would be sure to catch me if I sneaked out. Oh, the colonel? I'll bet he's got a few soldiers up his sleeve. Where can I find him? Way over there at the other end of the square. Sitting in his tent. Yes, sir. Well, come on, Leroy. We'll lay our troubles in his lap. Yes, yes, I'm Colonel Atterbury. What can I do for you? Uh, Colonel, my name is Gildersleeve. Oh, yes, very unusual name. What can I do for you? Colonel, Colonel? I have a lovely big home, a wonderful cook, and a dozen of the sweetest girls in Summerfield. What, no boys? Uh, no, that's the trouble, no boys. We get all prepared to entertain 10 or 12 soldiers at dinner today, and when I come down to pick them up, what do I find? No soldiers. Not a single solitary rear rank third assistant buck private. Well, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, he gargles. By George, this is a pretty pickle for our army to get itself caught over a barrel into. Yeah, and after I've been practicing mess calls all day, too. Yes, the poor little fellow almost blew his brains out. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'll do, Mr. Gildersleeve. Huh? I think I know you from some place. Huh? Yes? Yes, I can't place your face, but your manners are awfully familiar. Yeah. <laughs> well, never mind. As soon as some of our men return, I'll send them out to your house. Well, huh? That's just the old brush-off. I'm just stubborn enough to stay right stubborn. here. Stubborn? That's it. I've got it. Huh? Mules! <laughs> that's where I know you from. You were stuck again, Gildersleeve. The officer who bought more bad mules than the whole artillery could shake a stick at. Why, you... <laughs> you don't pay any attention to the way he jokes, Leroy. Great kidders, these army men. Well, Colonel, now that you recognize me, I hope you'll trot out some suitable recruits for us to take home. Gildersleeve, I've got just the right detachment for you. Yeah, wonderful. Who are they? Some old friends of yours. Huh? Whole corral full of mules. They just love to be your guest. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Leroy. Whoa. Let's get out of here. Uh, uh, what am I laughing at? Donna, wish you'd invited me to go to dinner today. Uh, Leroy, you better run along home now and tell the girls I'll bring back some soldiers if I have to call out the Marines. Okay, Uncle, where are you going now? I'm going to try the USO headquarters. If you see any soldiers on the way home, grab them, even if they're wearing Civil War uniforms. I'll do my best, Uncle Mort. See you when you get home. Yeah, all right, Leroy. Oop, uh, look who's standing on the corner. Well, hello, Judge Hooker. Hello, Gildersleeve. Uh, what's wrong? You look as though you've lost your last friend. But, of course, I know that happened years ago. Gildersleeve, I'll thank you to keep your nose out of my business. I'll be only too glad to. Uh, what are you doing hanging around street corners? I'm... 
Well, it's a long story. Huh? I happened to turn on the radio at home last night, and there was a fellow urging everyone to invite a soldier to dinner. Oh, 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 he did. Ah, huh? that speaker. Huh? There's a man. Uh... The way he told every citizen to do his duty by our new army was stirring and inspirational. It's, it was, eh? Yes. Why, the first thing I did this morning was phone the best restaurant in town and order the most expensive turkey dinner out to my house. Uh... I was going to invite a soldier to share it. That's the effect that speaker had on me. Well, uh, where is your soldier? Well, that's where the trouble comes in. Huh? People at the USO headquarters tell me that there would have been plenty of them to go around if this radio speaker hadn't wrecked all their plans by urging everybody in town to come down after a soldier. Oh, my goodness. That was it. Of all the numbskull notions... Not I... a word against that man, Gildersleeve. Huh? He made a wonderful impression on me. Yeah. Clean cut... Vibrant personality. Uh -huh. One of nature's noblemen, I should judge. <laughs> Wish I could meet him someday. Would you really want to? Yes. Well, then shake hands. Oh, you'd like to meet him, too. Good gracious, no, I am him. Uh, what? Yeah. You? Why, you hypocritical hippopotamus. What? No. No, that's wrong with me. I've misjudged you, Gildersleeve. Well, I... Yes, I've misjudged you too, Judge Hooker. I never thought you had a heart under that old thick hide of yours. No? No. I just thought your blood circulated because you brought it to a boil so often. <laughs> what are you doing roaming the streets on Thanksgiving afternoon, Gildy? Yeah, same thing as you are, Hooker. Looking for some military men to fight their way through a couple of 20-pound turkeys. Well, I suppose we do our hunting together, Gildy, old pal. Why not, old chum? After all, this is Thanksgiving Day, and we should treat each other like human beings for change. Splendid. Yeah. That goes for me, too. At least for today. Yeah, well, come on, come on, come on. You work this side of the street, and I'll take the other side. All right. Oh, boy. Wait a moment. What is it? Look, here comes a young fellow in uniform now. And I saw him first. Yes, that's so. Hey, hey, son, come here, come uh, here. Stop that, you double-crossing little bot fly. Young man, how'd you like a delicious turkey dinner? Huh? Who, me? Yes, he wants you to come up to my house. I don't either. I'm in my house. I've got a great big turkey just for two of us. Uh, we got four turkeys at our house, and we'll give you a whole one for yourself, son. Oh, gee whiz, I couldn't eat that much. And besides, I'm supposed to report to USO headquarters. Uh, They're closed for the day, uh, Corporal. Come on out to my house. Oh, but I'm not a corporal. Of course not, Sergeant. Now, my car's right over here. <laughs> so if you'll excuse us, Judge... No, come this way with me, Lieutenant. <laughs> You wouldn't like it at his place, Captain. Oh, now, gentlemen, please. please let go of me. Hey, you're tearing my uniform. Let go of the Major's uniform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's trot along. Let's trot along. Okay. If you want to get indigestion, now my turkey is... His turkey is as old as he is and just as tough. Hey, I wish somebody would tell me what this is all about. Don't let him confuse you, son. I'll take you to a movie after dinner. A movie? Uh, we're going to have dancing at our house. You'll have 12 beautiful hostesses to dance with. Oh, who wants to dance on a full stomach? You do, don't you, son? Oh, gee, I don't know. I never learned. No time like right after dinner. Come on, that's my car right over there. Of all the low-down, backbiting, double-dyed, unscrupulouses, I've had enough. Come back here, young man. Who, me? Yes, you. I'm going to start off entertaining you this afternoon by making this fat worm fold up like a road map. Uh, here, hold my coat. I'll be very glad to. No, I won't. Now, see here, Hooker, you point a pinky at me, and I'll beat the daylights out of you, and then back in again. Hey, gee, aren't you two fellas a little too old for this sort of thing? Yep, you keep out of this. Who invited you to? Say, I invited you. Come on, let's go home. No, you don't, Gildersleeve. I'm going to knock you colder than an Eskimo mother-in-law's kiss. What? <laughs> you old... Oh, 
<laughs> What's the use of quarreling like this? If you've got your heart set on taking this young man home, Judge, I won't stand in your way. Yeah, but haven't I anything to say? No. Gildersleeve, do you mean this? Yes, Judge. Go on, get your car. Hurry up now before I change my mind. All right. You just wait right here, soldier. I'll be back in a jiffy, and then we'll have a wonderful dinner. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Gildy. Yeah. Yeah. Gee whiz, mister, you got me all confused. Do I have to have dinner with that other gentleman? With that old goat? Of course not. Huh? Wait till he turns the corner. All right, come on. I'll run like anything. But, but the judge went that way. I know that. My car is this way. Hurry up, boy. Huh? Oh, at last. There they are now. Come on, girls. Let's go to the front door. Come on. Bertie, get things ready. Leroy, there's your pew. <laughs> Step right in, son, and meet everybody. Gee, thanks. Uh, Girls, this is Jerry Arnold, Private Jerry Arnold of the United States Army. Oh, no, sir. Oh, you're not a private? Oh, no, sir. I'm not even in the Army. What? You're not? I know, sir. I'm a Boy Scout. (laughs) Sorry, our time's up. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Original music heard on this program was composed and conducted by William Randolph. This is Jim Bannon speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to be with us again next week at the same time for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That's the Great Gildersleeve with Servicemen for Thanksgiving, November 16, 1941. Starring Hal Perry, along with a terrific cast, Walter Tetley, Lorraine Tuttle, Earl Ross, Hans Conried, Lillian Randolph. Sponsored by Kraft, is heard on NBC. I just love The Great Killer Sleep. My brother, Vince, my crabby brother, he can't, like he can't stand The Great Killer Sleep. I like it too, Every Carl. time I play The Great Killer Sleep, he sends me a text. Ugh. What does he this. know? He's like, he hates this you show. You know, we find that all the time. We'll find 16 people who like it and then somebody who doesn't. Yeah. No matter what show we play, but we can't I have please to, everyone. I disagree with my brother. Generally, I agree with him because, uh, you know, we're brothers. Well, generally, Same I DNA. disagree with you, but this time I'm agreeing with you, Mr. Right, Amari. That's right. I like The Great Gildersleeve. His favorite show is Duffy's Tavern, which I, I love Duffy's Tavern. And my mom's favorite show is Life with Luigi, of course. Um, so anyway, there you have it. Great Gildersleeve, uh, coming up in our, uh, in our next hour, Sam Spade, in our third hour, Gunsmoke, in our fourth hour, Suspense. We'll also be talking live with Kathy Garver, who played Sissy on Family Affair about her new book. It's called My Family Affair of Life in Hollywood. I think you're going to enjoy talking or hearing a Kathy talk on the radio here. All right, let's take a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All righty. In our next hour, it is The Adventures of Sam Spade, Detective. I think you're going to really like that. Howard Duff as Sam Spade. It's called The Quarter Eagle Caper. Prior to that, though, we're going to play Beat the Host, and the subject is Catherine Catherine Heigl. Heigl. Yeah, she was born in 1978, so I'm way older than her. What is Wait. that, Carl? That's She's, the theme I think, from? I have no idea. That's Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Never, never watched the show. Okay. I hear she's fantastic on it, but never watched she the show. She certainly was. 
And um, we are needing uh, some callers yes, right, right now. now. Come on, play the game, folks. Pick up the telephone. Give us a call. Toll free, 855-360-H. 360-H is a four. Call right now, 855-360-H360. We'll be right back to play the game.